0: So I was clicking around the internet the other day and I noticed another CBC video. This time the video was about milk and I was just laughing at the the extent that they would go to create a controversy where there isn't one. Hello everyone welcome to mind-blowing health moments with Violet. I'm Violet. I'm a psychologist. The reason I do these videos is to help people to understand that your physical health and mental health come together to create your overall sense of well-being. So our physical health you know obviously the food we eat contributes to the body we create, which then if our body feels good, that is a good step in the right direction of us feeling mentally healthy and good, right? If we feel sore and our body isn't functioning the way we want, we tend to be in the negative headspace. So when I saw this video, it was interesting to me because it starts off by talking about this family and they're conflicted about whether or not their children should be drinking milk not very fond of milk, just because uh, I hear so many things about what's added in milk. I love milk. I've been drinking it my whole life. I have it with every single meal. But of course, both parents, um, still a couple, so trying to decide what's the best course of action. Why I'm, first of all, I'm laughing just at the, the whole idea that this became a video is because ba- very basic in Canada, we're not allowed to have antibiotics in our milk or extra hormones. Like like there's regulations about what can be in milk. So the easy answer to this would have been for CBC to just put out some kind of statement saying yeah hormones are not legal in Canada in milk so therefore people don't have to worry. Um, I'm not sure if that's a concern in the US. I, I believe it might be but in Canada not a concern. Okay but dairy farmers, dairy farming is a big thing in Canada so obviously I feel there's more to this video because they go on to point out that if you're trying to replace milk you have to eat this ridiculous amount. Okay so you know okay one of the major reasons that milk is promoted so much is because we're informed that we really need a lot of calcium and we chase calcium because it's good for our bones, it's good for our teeth, our nails, our hair and I find that hilarious that the reason that we are or I should say the most notable reason that we are told that we should have a good amount of calcium is for strong bones and teeth. When in fact calcium is vital to making sure that your heart is pumping. So your muscles are functioning well, your heart being a muscle and vital to the ability of your bodies to um, blood to clot. If you don't have calcium, (laughs) I feel like if your heart's not working or your blood isn't able to, that's a much bigger health concern than the possibility that you break a bone although that's that's not a good thing either. I just find it interesting where our attention is. So why is it that our teeth and bones have so much calcium to begin with? Well interestingly enough it's because that's where our body stores it. The reason our body stores so much calcium is because it's that vital in keeping our heart going, keeping our blood flowing or, or not flowing in the case of I got a cut and my body needs to patch this up But the other thing that's really interesting is that it's involved in so much else in our bodies. So in the video, they say that we need a thousand milligrams of calcium per day. And I just want to start there by saying that it's not consensus around the world that we need a thousand milligrams of calcium per day. So for some reason in North America, we are being told to have about double the amount of calcium that the rest of the world is having because the World Health Organization says we need about 500, maybe 520 when we're um, over 50 for ladies. So why is it that in the North America, such a large amount of calcium is being pushed on people? Yeah, and I kind of wonder about the whole, you know, dairy industry, the whole, we, we, we make money off of this product, but okay, not going to I'm trying my best okay I feel like I'm kind of getting ahead of myself so let me just back up a little bit so calcium is tightly regulated in our body and I feel like I'm constantly saying that you know carbohydrates are tightly regulated calcium Taylor basically your body tightly regulates almost every nutrient that it possibly can because this is such a complex system keeping it running uh, efficiently correctly healthily it takes a lot of management of every single thing that we have in us so calcium is tightly regulated there's four basic things i'm going to talk about that help to regulate calcium although i'm sure there are more of them is a hormone a vitamin and two minerals so the hormone is the parathyroid hormone that hormone when it's released into the system encourages bone to release calcium back into the system, bone and teeth, right, back into the system. Um, The vitamin D, D3, which our body produces from exposure to the sun, when you have vitamin D3 involved, what that's doing is it's encouraging the reuptake of calcium. So calcium being taken back through the intestines and it does also help the bones to release the calcium. So Then you also have magnesium and phosphorus. And the way that they function is a little bit different. Um, Basically their levels will determine how much calcium, so if there's too much of them in the system, there'll be less calcium and vice versa. So basically they kind of inversely related to each other, but it's not a perfect inverse relationship. Again, not a doctor. I'm just letting you know that these four elements seem to be playing the biggest role in how much serum calcium you have floating around. Now all of this to say that this thousand milligrams that they're talking about is interesting because we eat calcium to replace what gets used because when we have excess, so too much calcium, um, one of the ways that our body manages too much calcium in the blood is to excrete it in feces and urine and sweat so we can you know eliminate it. So this is where it becomes interesting because if we're sometimes eliminating it, then we need to replace it because we can't produce it. So calcium is something that we need to ingest. Okay, so how do we ingest it? Well, this is where this video becomes really crazy, right? Because they're saying the best possible place to get your calcium is milk. And, there's, and basically the idea being, if you eliminate milk...
1: Based on their food diaries, this is what they eat in a day. There is the milk. Health Canada's current guidelines say adults and kids need 1,000 milligrams of calcium a day, while toddlers need 700 for proper bone development. So how do the Kims stack up? So the kids are
0: getting about half, and you two are getting about a third of what you need daily.
1: Remember, mom and dad need 1,000 milligrams of calcium, about three cups of milk. That's equal to about three bunches of broccoli, 20 cups of chopped kale, or two and a half cans of sardines with bones. Gina would need to eat this much extra food. This is Aria's. Aria needs this much. Jimmy's. Jimmy, this much more. And Eden's. And Eden, he needs to eat this much.
0: Thing is, is that if you don't drink milk, according to them, you need to double Like pretty much what you're eating in a day and that's where I start to cringe right because that's not true so let's go through some numbers because I want I hate I hate it I I absolutely hate it when in order to promote something they use lies rather than just promote it in a way that says hey you know what milk's good for you you can drink it if you don't have any kind of sugar related issues and you're going to be fine which is true If you have zero sugar-related issues and you drink milk, you're going to be fine. There's nothing really saying that kids can't drink milk. It's a beverage. What's really important to recognize is that calcium is so important that having the right amount in your body matters. So floating around your blood. We always have calcium because we have bones. So we always have calcium. We We have teeth, right? We have nails. There's always somewhere for our body to take some calcium from if it needs it. So if our blood needs some calcium, it will get it. At the same time, we need to replenish. So having the correct amount of calcium, according to David A. Goldstein, he wrote a chapter in a book, in a science book back in 1990, and he was talking about the fact that keeping your serum calcium concentrations at the right amount were important because you can either develop hypocalcemia, if you have too little calcium, or hypercalcemia, which means you have too much calcium. Now, if you have hypocalcemia, some of the possible problems you could have, so not enough calcium in the blood, could lead to tetany, which is the contraction of muscles um, that can range from tingles in the fingers and toes, like in the extremities, to pain in the hands and the feet, to numbness in the hands and the feet, depending on how each person experiences it. But basically it's, it's the contraction of muscles that are contracting in, inappropriately because you don't have enough calcium. Another issue that you can have is convulsive seizures from not having enough calcium. Another issue you can have is cardiovascular issues, psychiatric issues. So basically if you don't have enough calcium, your brain function can change significantly enough that you start to have psychiatric issues. And a variety of ectodermal issues. If you have too much calcium in the blood, so hypercalcemia, then you can have um, soft tissue calcification which means that the, 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 all your soft tissues like your heart, your blood vessels, like all the soft tissues within your body can get calcified. You can have a, a type of renal tubule damage that's called, and I'm going to try to say this properly, tubular intesti- to, oh my gosh, tubulon, tubulo interstitial. You could possibly have tubulo interstitial nephropathy, nephropathy, um, which basically would lead to renal failure. You could have anorexia, again, so a physiological issue causing an eating behavior, an eating disorder. You can have nausea. You can have electrocardiographic disturbances and a spectrum of neurologic changes from headache to coma. So again, affecting the brain. So calcium being at the correct amount is actually very important. Okay, so now that we know that, it's not as if what the CBC is talking about isn't an important topic, right? The question is though, Do we need to prioritize milk as the place for getting our calcium? Is milk the best place to prioritize for getting our calcium? Are we doing ourselves a service by doing this? Why don't we start by just comparing the different uh, sources that they talked about in the video because they they said if you wanted to replace a glass of milk with so if we take a glass to be 250 um, milliliters which for this we're going to use grams because everything else is measured in grams so 100 grams of milk is 97 milliliters. 100 grams of milk is 110 milligrams of calcium. Remember according to the World Health Organization we need 500. According to standard Canadian standard American quotas we need a thousand. So at that point a glass of milk one cup would give you about 225 ish grams of milligrams of calcium, 100 grams of kale will give you 250 milligrams of calcium. Then what you really realize is that at that point for just a mere 200 grams of kale you're gonna get half your daily allowance for the standard diet or your full allowance for the World Health Organization. Now depending on how you cook your kale If you actually cook it that's not that much if you eat it raw it's a salad's worth now another great source of um, calcium is nuts and seeds and this is something that a lot of people who do other lifestyles like paleo will tell you so for example sesame seeds 100 grams of sesame seeds actually gives you 980 milligrams so almost the full amount for the standard american diet and double what the world health organization would suggest that you need. Almonds would give you 260 milligrams of calcium for 100 grams of almonds. It actually all of a sudden doesn't seem so hard to get the calcium that you need. Now, I'm gonna point out, if you're doing a standard Canadian, standard American diet, this is super easy, right? Eat some nuts. Some, uh, some so even the Brazil nuts. I mean, there's so many other nuts that you could eat. Like, it's not just these two. Eat some nuts, eat some seeds. You're going to be fine. However, pointing you in another direction. If you're doing a keto lifestyle, it might be a little bit harder to eat that much nuts or that much seeds. So you will have to pay more attention to the leafy greens and the vegetables. And I'm, I want to go back to the vegetables in a minute, but I want to point something out because I just want to go back for a minute, I want to talk about what the actual goal of milk is, because mammals produce milk for a very specific purpose. When mammal so baby mammals are born, the goal of milk is to rapidly grow this infant to a stage where they can be somewhat self-sufficient. And if you just take a look at baby pictures, so if you look at your newborn baby and your baby at two years old, the amazing difference in the look of that child between zero and two, is, is is night and day what that those two renderings of the same person looks like. It's the same way that if you take um, a baby, so a newly born baby cat or a newly born baby dog or any other mammal and compare it to a a, a, a weaned version of that animal, so one is no longer taking milk from the mother. Again, huge differences, right? I want people to think about the fact that for most of us, we don't consider the fact that milk is there to rapidly grow our bones and get us to a position and our teeth to get us to a position where we can eat grown-up food. And so because we need that source from zero to when we wean our children and everybody's different, every culture's different, you know, anywhere between nine months and two years in that time frame when we that's normal for kids to be drinking milk but after that point do they really need to be drinking milk when there are other sources of calcium available now if we look at the animal world we see that the answer to that question is no because in the animal world there is no other place where you'll see a, a weaned so a, an animal that's old enough to eat with its teeth still breastfeeding for, as far as I know if there is one please let me know but as far as I know Humans are the only animals that do that. The other thing you rarely, you you won't see is that an animal that will drink the milk of a, another animal. So like, for example, a monkey that's going to drink cow's milk or a cow that's going to drink, you know, goat's milk. or Like, we tend to see that the animal weans from its parent and then after that point is no longer taking milk. I'm saying this because I want us to think about the idea that Just because we can do stuff doesn't necessarily mean that we should or have to be doing it. Sure, again, I'm not suggesting that people should never drink milk again, but I'm looking at that report and I'm trying to understand why they're so adamant that milk is the best place to get calcium when there's clearly other places to get calcium that give you more calcium per 100 grams than milk. The other thing I want to point out, I was watching some some videos in my preparation for this and I found a video by Dr. Barry where he points out that there have been studies that show that supplementing with calcium and even drinking milk and other sources of highly available calcium have been shown to cause cardiovascular issues so the research is pointing towards extra calcium. So unnecessarily high calcium causes cardiovascular issues. Now, he also mentioned that there's there's um, research that are suggesting that there's other issues that could happen, but it seemed like the cardiovascular issues were the ones that they were actually able to show some kind of link for. So the reason I bring this up is I want to just ask are we putting ourselves in the position where we're chasing such a high amount of calcium based on no research again that was something else he pointed out that there's no actual research that shows that all this extra calcium that we're trying to ingest is healthy for us and doing what we want it to do which is create strong bones i feel like again heart health is more important i again feel like blood clotting is more important but but even having strong bones of course is important long into my future and the question is do we th- is what we're trying to achieve with the all the milk and all the calcium supplements actually giving us what we're trying to achieve and it seems like the answer to that is no it seems like in north america we actually have more incidents of osteoporosis and bone fractures and it, now of course we play a lot of sports i don't know if the other continents play as many sports as we do i think they do but for some reason we tend to have all these issues and we are also the continent that drinks the most milk and has the most supplementation of calcium um, according to uh, Dr. Berry as I was watching that video as well so it's a very interesting idea that he puts forward again not a doctor I'm throwing this out there for people to think about do more research share the information with me I'm curious about this topic but it frustrates me whenever I see misleading information being used to push a product. Because again, I'll just go back to, you know, if I'm trying to get 500 milligrams of calcium per day, if I look at the World Health Organization numbers, then I mean, if I eat broccoli, 120 grams of broccoli is gonna give me 112 milligrams of, of calcium. So again, you know, and that's 120 grams. I'm, I'm gonna eat more than that. I'm just telling you the, the baseline number. So I feel like it's so easy If you do eat carbs, um, uh, 200 grams of cooked white beans would give you 132 milligrams. Um, Oh my gosh, if you eat cheese, so again, and I know cheese is part of the dairy world. It's not the point. The point is that they were saying, don't take the milk away. That's one product. That's one product that they're pushing to say, oh, just drink two or three glasses of milk. So two or three glasses of milk versus 30 grams of cheese When you eat 30 grams of hard cheese, you get 240 milligrams of calcium. So, I mean, that's a great um, trade right there because 30 grams of hard cheese is gonna be like 1.5 grams of carbs maybe, if that much, maybe even less. Um, And if you go for the softer cheeses, then 60 grams would give you 270. So the most interesting to me was that they, never talk about meat. So it, it almost makes it seem as if there isn't any calcium in meat. So for example beef has only about six milligrams per 100 grams but it's still some calcium there and I mean if you compare it to the vegetables that they tell you to go after sometimes so interesting to me. Chicken has 17 and an egg has 27 milligrams. Again is it, is it huge amounts? No but all of these things add up If you think about like what you eat in a day, if I'm adding up all the bits of calcium that I'm getting, chances are I'm doing pretty well. But here's something even more important for us to think about. Because again, if I'm not in the scenario where I'm excessively losing calcium, because that would be problematic, and that would be hypocalcemia, which with all those uh, symptoms I told you earlier. But if I'm not in that situation, then part of the, the also important thing is having enough vitamin D3 to allow my body to reuptake calcium rather than eliminating it when, I, when my body needs to, right? Because of course I'm gonna eat calcium because apparently it's in so much stuff that I eat and I didn't even realize how many of the things that I actually eat have calcium in them. But we, are, we, we oftentimes disregard the biggest source of calcium that's on our plate, which is the bones of the meats that we're eating. So most of us are aware if you eat sardines because those bones are really well cooked and you can just eat them down, you get a good amount of calcium from that. But guess what? Depending on how you cook your meats, you can also do the same thing with a lot of your meat. So when you make a soup and you cook it to a point where the actual bones of the... Um, so you know like how you start with the bone and let that bone dissolve in there before you add the rest of your stuff if you make one of those nice long cooked soups. That's another way to get a lot of calcium. Which brings me to the other thing that they don't mention in the video, bone broth. And if I remember correctly, bone broth gives you 187 milligrams of calcium per 100 grams. There's so many places that you can actually get calcium that are not explored because they want to scare you by saying, oh, you have to eat double the amount of food per day in order to, and it's not, true. it's not reality, right? If you make a nice bone broth, you can either drink it straight, you can use it to make your soups. There's lots of ways to get that extra calcium that you're looking for. I think it would be very easy to replace milk out of your diet. I know I haven't drank milk in years um, for lactose reasons, for now for keto diet reasons. Um, But I do eat dairy, so I'm not going to say that I don't have any dairy because I do But I think that this idea that only milk can give you the amount of calcium that you need is a fallacy Do I think that if you do drink milk, it's a good place to get It's good. Is it the best? It's still not even the best. I think cheese would be a better place to get your calcium Um, And bang for the buck in terms of uh, carbohydrate intake much better than drinking milk. So I would encourage everybody who is worried about calcium, focus on getting enough D3. Focus on making sure that you have a good level of magnesium and phosphate in your body as well. Make sure that all your electrolytes are stable because I feel like that's probably the place where most people will get out of whack with their calcium because their other electrolytes and their other um, minerals are out of whack. And then their body is, your body's always trying to keep everything balanced, right? Like I said, we're such a complicated machine. Our body is always trying to keep us balanced and it's gonna dump some things to keep other things at the right level and is constantly doing that, which possibly could lead to you having not enough calcium uh, in your blood at a particular point in time. So do more research. I always wanna just tell you to do more research because this research that I've done kind of got me to this point where I'm saying, you know what, I don't think it's milk that's playing the big role. I know for myself, I feel great. I know for myself, my bones are strong and I'm doing well, but it doesn't mean because I am, you are, right? Like you need to pay attention to how straight your bones are. Are they still holding up? Are you able to do exercise? The other great thing is that what's the best way to build bones is to do weight bearing exercise, right? doing push-ups and sit-ups and running upstairs and lifting heavy things and carrying your kids around and playing with your kids and all the normal activities that cause our bones to get a little stress and then like grow a bit the same way that our muscles need stress to grow our bones need stress to grow and you want to do it in the best possible healthiest way i want to thank you for watching mind-blowing health most of violet love making these videos for you guys wellness warriors always happy that you come back talk to you again next week